Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Many, many people get very awkward or feel uncomfortable when they have to have any interaction with a stranger. People were asked about, like, even making eye contact. Say you're walking through the grocery store or a mall or down the street, and you just happen to look right directly into somebody else's face. People get shy or weirded out and look away. I always just say, well, just smile. Give right. a smile. Yeah. Let them know you're not a freak. I mean, if you're leering at them in the food court for too long, <laughs> asking them to flick their hair and eat that pizza slice slower, that's weird. Uh-huh. But uh, people were talking online about awkward situations and whether they felt out of sorts about it. So when a stranger asks you for directions, a few say it's awkward. Again, I don't know why that would be. Yeah. I mean, if there's a language barrier, perhaps. Yeah. But... Yeah. No, I would like to help out if I can. Um, when you have to think of your order on the spot in front of the cashier in a restaurant. Now, I would assume when they say cashier in a restaurant that we're talking fast food. Right. Many say that's awkward. But you're just being annoying. Yeah, to that point, I'll say this. Parents, stop doing things for your children. Yeah. <laughs> Let them place their own order. Mm -hmm. like get them used to talking to people. Good point. And talking to strangers. Yeah, they just uh, dummy up. Going up and paying for something and doing it themselves instead. Of, you know, I the other day you know, we were at the food court. I had my dad and the kids, and Christian wanted something. I, I'd rather give him my debit card and mm -hmm. have him do it and tap it himself and deal, right? Or I'll just throw money into his account and he can get it himself right. with his own debit card. But deal with the the public situation. Mm -hmm. Get used to that yeah. instead of sitting at the table while I go and order it. And they're on their phone. Yeah. Well, and I think we've also instilled in our kids so much of the stranger danger deal. They're frightened of everybody. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a counter in between you. Yeah. yeah. That guy <laughs> just wants to serve you your burger and go He doesn't home. want to serve you your burger, but that's his job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to make conversation with the uh, cab or Uber driver or ride share driver. Uh, most say it's awkward. I think people uh, in social situations and making small talk, it's very tough for many people. Right. Well, I mean, there's times where you just don't want to small talk mm. uh, and you don't feel like it. But I find the, uh, the, the silence more awkward sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we took an Uber up to Uxbridge when we were golfing because we knew we were going to be having some drinks. And so that's a bit of a hike. I mean, if you just sat in the Uber the whole way and didn't say boo to the guy. Right. Yeah, that's more weird. Mm -hmm. I try to, you know, ask, hey, how's the day going? You have any idiots in the car except me? Ha, yeah. ha, ha. <laughs> and ask them like crazy stories. Because I'm, I'm intrigued. But one, I think from this job we do, because I'm always looking for stuff to talk about. And if I'm in an Uber and I say, hey, tell me, have you any crazy people? And an Uber driver told me a crazy story. Yeah. Great. That's an on air. That's, right. There's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit. Keep that one in the back of the cranium. Um, if you have to put change or anything back into your wallet while people wait in line behind you, again, yes, it's awkward, but you've made it awkward. Right. You know. Yeah, or move to the side. Yeah. You see, seniors, now, sometimes at the grocery store, there could be, uh, you know, a dozen uh, cashiers or whatever. Like there's ever a dozen cashiers. There's a dozen self-checkout <laughs> things and two cashiers. But uh, I will go in a line behind... 13 people, all with loaded shopping carts, before I go behind a very old cup buying right. fruit and milk. Okay. Because <laughs> they they cannot get to their cash quick enough or their debit 
or they're looking for something, and the wife is saying something to the husband, and he's going, what? Right. Um, well, you're not necessarily wrong. I, I, I fear a lot of younger people in those lines because <laughs> they're stuck on their phone mm. the entire time and either not paying attention or they're in a conversation. Right. Which drives me nuts. <laughs> it's, yeah. Hang up the phone. Yeah. When you're in a public setting. It really is annoying. You don't have to sit there. How important is that yeah. phone call? That you you have to be talking to someone <laughs> while you're buying bananas. Oh, they're just finalizing their deal to be the new CEO of a Fortune 500 I'm company. I'm sure that's it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Now I'm guilty of this, and I it happens a lot to me. And I and I, this is when I do feel awkward when someone says something and you don't hear what they say correctly. So you ask them to repeat it, maybe even twice, and you still don't get it. So then you just nod like an idiot and smile, right? Hoping it wasn't a question, right? Very, very bad for that, especially in a loud situation. Yeah, you have um, one of the worst senses of hearing and smell. <laughs> well, thank God in this room yes. I can't smell stuff. Uh, the, 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 the smell comes in handy for me. The hearing is annoying. <laughs> huh? Well, yeah. I, uh, you know, 40 years of headphones. That's true. And it'll, it'll happen. But to me, I think my hearing is fine. And this might be just a sign of aging. I think everybody else is mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> But then Maria will say the same thing to me because she'll say uh, she'll say something, and, and then I'll respond or say what, and then she'll say it again, and then she'll say what to me. We spend a lot of time whatting each other, <laughs> and then she'll say you have marbles in your mouth, and I go I talk for a living. <laughs> How is this possible? And I am convinced, and maybe this is true of all couples: the longer you're with someone, the less you understand them. No, unless you're paying attention. I don't even know that's true. I. I, I, we can, she might as well be speaking Italian to me sometimes. Like, we will have conversations. I'll be like, what are you talking about? Right. I have no idea what you're trying to tell me here. <laughs> she's, she's likely bringing up something you did 15 years ago. <laughs> and because of the alcohol, I can't remember. Here's a little uh, tip for you as we head into the uh, long weekend and the warmer weather. Because all of August never got, supposedly, we didn't get into the 30s at all, like basic temperature-wise. But as we head into the Labor Day weekend, we are really going to warm up into early next week. And uh, so with that, if you want to keep your home a little cooler, a guy on TikTok is going viral after claiming you can keep your home cooler by pointing your window blinds up. Instead of down, you're talking about these horizontal slat ones, you yeah. know, with the little rod you spin to adjust them. Uh-huh. Um, most people think they look better pointed down. It seems like they keep the sun out more when they're pointed down. Really? Yeah, but pointing them up supposedly can take your uh, room uh, and, and bring it down uh, quite a bit. I've always pointed them up when I wanted shade. Oh, I've always pointed them down. Because I figured the sun's up, so that rays would be coming down, and if they're pointed down, it's still going to get through. Yeah, no, I, t I just visually it seems to me that when they're down, they they close better. Yes. And so with but that. They don't I close don't. tight, I just figured. No. They, yeah. I've always well, gone up. There's a shock. Opposites. Something else we have. Uh, Opposites attract down. sometimes, Craig. <laughs> now, this guy claims uh, that it cooled down your house uh, a few degrees. He says eight degrees. Eight? No. Just by, but because what he says is it lets the, uh, less sunlight in. Uh, pointing them up, and it bounces those UV rays up towards the ceiling, 
instead of down towards the ground where they warm the room more. So he okay. says even uh, perhaps, I guess, in the winter... Maybe he's down. talking Fahrenheit. Maybe eight degrees Fahrenheit, which is about two degrees Celsius. Yeah, you're not you're not it. talking you're not talking a ton. <laughs> it's gonna, oh, my house was thirty. It's gone down to twenty two because <laughs> I changed the blinds direction. Hey, listen, nowadays, right? Any little we put in this uh, this Nest thermometer. Yeah, uh, thermostat. Yeah, thermostat. And um, uh, we have noticed. At first, we thought we were screwing something up. Because every time we were gone for a long period of time, say we were gone overnight, mm-hmm. we'd come home and the house would feel warmer. Yeah. And I'm like, did we like, change some setting? But I guess it's figured out when we're there and not there. Uh, well, I mean, it you knows can, what I'm doing. You can have it set to your phone so that if your phone's we away don't have that. from the house, uh, like geofencing, it's called. Oh, maybe Maria has it set to her phone, and she probably doesn't even realize it's set to her phone. It, it could be so that when <laughs> do you ever find it really warm during the day? No. <laughs> well, and, no, because I'm home, but maybe mine's set to it as well. Well, and some of them, uh, the better ones, they also sense when you're in the room, right? They're kind of keeping track of you that way. Yeah, it knows when I'm in the room. It tells me to shut up. <laughs> it's it's got to set to her voice. <laughs> shut up, Craig. Shut up. Stop uh, I, I, I do use like mine that. as well. I can set mine when we're going away. Yeah. I will set it to kind of hold back at an eco-friendly temperature. And then on the way home, I'll, I'll get it to cool down before we get home. Yeah, we don't do anything. We just come in the house and stare at it like idiots. <laughs> what? Why is it warm in here? And then Maria finally said, oh, maybe it's got something to do with us not being here and the settings. And yeah, because then as soon as we get in, within no time, it's cooling down again. Hmm. So that must be the thing. Yeah, technology, huh? It's a little Pretty frightening. Good. It's a little frightening. You think so? That it just knows these. I just don't like everything. Know- like this little thing on my wall knows more about me than I know about me. <laughs> hmm, borrowing against your line of credit again, Craig? Don't get started because the, the conspiracy theorists will tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're watching you. Well, I think I'm starting to join that group. I'm heading that way. Here's something that I was uh, very good at, maybe an expert back in my single days. Master dating. That's master dating. <laughs> master dating. dating. That's when you basically just uh, take yourself out to dinner, <laughs> buy yourself flowers, nice gifts. Date yourself. Write yourself a little card that says you're special. Right. The point is to love you as a person mm. yeah, and realize you don't need to have somebody else in your life to have a good time. If you go out to dinner on your own, you're master dating. Really? Well, I've even master dated a lot in my married life. Wow. Uh, like the other one, I really don't like master dating. No, you're not a fan? Well, I, somewhat like you, I don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> At least with master dating, it's not like... You get all excited at the beginning and then feel guilty 30 seconds later. Right. Master dating, I think you you feel good about it. You go out and enjoy it. It's something, it's a learning curve to, honestly, to, to be comfortable in your own skin. I also think it's an age thing. I don't know that I could have done it as a younger man. But I think just being comfortable by yourself, going out to dinner. Now, would I go to some high-end steakhouse and sit at a table? Probably not, but I'm very comfortable and enjoy it very much to go and cozy up to a bar, have a pint, stare up at the TV with no volume, and order my dinner and sit there and eat. 
I'm fine with that. Yeah, see, I, I'm I'm still working on that part. <laughs> the, the, you got to learn to love yourself. Like uh, you. Yeah, I guess so. But I guess the part of the problem with master dating, just like the other master, is that, you know, to you it feels all well and good. Mm. To anyone watching it, it just looks awkward. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares. I mean, unless I started guy. doing the other right there in the restaurant. Look at that guy alone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've ever, uh, I certainly have never looked at anybody and thought, I don't think so. Unless it was like, say, Valentine's or something, mm. and somebody was sitting there having dinner by themselves. That might seem a little odd. Uh, but I've gone to the movies myself, and uh, yeah, quite enjoy me. Right. I find I'm very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody else, I can't stand. Here is something, and this is surprising, where Lucky and I differ. When it comes to our phones, when we get a call... If it's not a number I know, I never, ever answer unless uh, unless I'm expecting a call from somebody and I don't know their number. If I, that's okay, I'll, I'll do that. But uh, on any given day, a, a number comes up and I just think, go to voicemail or, uh, and I'll get back to you if it's that important. Right. But uh, I do that. Well, first and foremost, my, my phone is generally on a very low setting, mm-hmm. if not off, um, in terms of the volume. So... I, I miss a lot of calls based on that. I don't. I, I don't get that many phone calls. Mm. Most people text, but I tend to miss calls from people I know because of that reason. Well, um, I, if it begins with a V or any letter, uh, I don't answer those. Right. And if it's local and I don't know the number, I don't answer those either. The only ones I answer <laughs> are ones because it, sometimes it comes up where the call is coming from. Mm. And uh and I answer potential NHL cities. Oh that's my God. that's my ego <laughs> involved in that. Because I think, you know, when I see Scottsdale come up, uh-huh. that that's obviously the Coyotes are looking for me. Oh no, and there's no telemarketers in Scottsdale. No, no, <laughs> never come across. One. No, um, you know, we used to when it was the the only phone we had was hanging on the wall. We'd always answer it. We'd even get excited when we came home when we got an answering machine to see if there was a flashing light. Right. Somebody called. This is exciting. Mm -hmm. Rewind the tape and listen. But now when the phone rings, we are just completely aggravated by it. Uh, Most people on us say they never answer calls from unknown numbers. Uh, Very few say they always answer them. Most of us get one to five unknown calls per week. Okay. So that's uh, that's quite a few. I mean, I'll always, uh, in the uh, afternoon when I turn my phone back on after I've had my beauty sleep, I will, uh, I'll always, there will always be a number or two. Somebody's always called, never left a message. So I just go, okay, well, obviously. And I keep getting almost every day a call for some Ross Walker who who is wanted by every Canadian financial agency. Is that the name you gave out when you were applying? Well, you know, yeah. I got credit cards under all sorts of names. Uh, I think I think if you're getting five of these calls a week, you're probably giving your number out too much. Mm. Like whether you're you're filling out ballots for stuff or putting out information online too much and adding your phone number into these, yeah. signing up for for clubs or something. Well, and obviously this this uh, number that keeps calling me for this Ross guy. On my voicemail, it says, "Hey, you've reached Craig Venn. Leave me a message." So right. Obviously, it's a it's a robo call of some sort. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I think the majority of us now hate even getting a voicemail. 
Like if someone calls me and I don't answer it right away, especially if I know them, why, why leave me a voicemail? Just, I'll call you back. <laughs> okay, but you see, that seems so ridiculous to me. And I don't think this is an age thing. I don't understand how if I called you and left you a message and said, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 430. Right. You've heard the message. We're done. Mm. Why now you got to go, oh, Craig called. Now you're going to dial me back. Now I get it. Maybe I won't pick up. Because the dial back is one pot, one one touch. Oh, for crying out loud. And it it's just, no hey, sense. what did you want? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find out a way. There's got to be a way to do this. I am going to figure out a way to attach every American hockey city mm-hmm. to your phone. And I'm going to have them calling constantly <laughs> with some robocall. You'll be like, oh, the devils, the rangers, right. the penguins. Sure. And I am going to drive you insane. Yeah. Just, just remember that I'm better with technology than you are. But I got and more time on my hands. <laughs> I don't know about that. But payback is going to be nasty. I got way more time on my hands. You do, actually. You got two kids you're still raising. (laughs) I got all the time in the world to just ask some questions or hire somebody. (laughs) And I will pay every dime I have to drive you insane. It is uh, nipply out there. Felt like I uh, was going to maybe have to put the heat on in the car. Oh. But I said, no, no, we're not doing that yet. I mean, it is cool this morning, but we're actually going to head into some really nice weather. It's only 11 right now, but uh, into the weekend, we're going to be into the low 30s. And I uh, I had just heard that at the airport for the whole month of August, they never hit 30. That's unreal. It's been a cold summer. That's un- it's been a poopy summer. Unreal. And, and yeah, I think humidity's coming back next week. Good. Bring It'll it on. Hot and sticky. Yep. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get our August and September. We always hope for that. I already see people online getting all cozy for the fall. Forget that. Get cozy. Shut up. <laughs> sure, the fall is lovely. It's lovely. There's nothing, but you just know what it's bringing, right? And so you, you can't. I don't know how anybody actually enjoys the fall. Mm. I really don't get it. I know there's those who just hate the heat of the summertime, and uh, and like the. Uh, the fall. And yet these are the same people who will pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go into that heat in February, <laughs> but hate it when it's for free. Anyhow, let's uh, let's hopefully have this drag on. It looks like it's supposed to stay into the low 30s now into the middle of next week. Mm-hmm. By by Sunday, it'll hit 30 and it'll be like that for four days straight. So maybe that'll carry on for a while. That would be good. Enjoy it at recess, kids. Yeah, oh, that's right. Next week, right? When do they go back? Tuesday. They go back on Tuesday. Yeah, some of some in the hybrid system have gone back already, but Tuesday for the majority of kids. 32, sunny in a uh, school with no air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's that then. Yeah, and do as we always say, parents, get out there, enjoy that uh, that opportunity. When you send the kids back, oh my gosh, it's so great. I mean, you might have them back at home uh, sooner than uh, later, anyhow, because isn't it strike season? Isn't it always strike season just, in the teacher uh, world? Just about, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I think, mid-September. Yeah, this is this is we're we're in threatening season right now. That's what this is. This is uh, there's strike <laughs> there's strike threatening season. Yeah, and then strike season comes a little later on. <laughs> it seems to me uh, since. Um, 
It wasn't this it wasn't this bad when I was a kid. I remember being in like grade eight or something like that, the first time I ever heard word of a teacher's strike. And I remember as a student thinking this is the greatest thing. Like mm-hmm. go on strike. I can go <laughs> go on strike. I think it was, you know, mid school season and we were figuring out, okay, if they can just drag this out until such and such a date. And I think they were out for like a week or something and we were back. But I never really heard through all of my uh, education, the threat of strikes. And I guess there's because there's just so many different levels of school boards right. that have to be dealt with. And I guess it's expanded now since I was a kid. Um, I guess the uh, the government, basically, they, they settle one dispute and then they got to turn around and face another one. Yes. Like it's just a never-ending rotation of teacher strikes or mm-hmm. threats well, of strikes. Threats or, of strike. yeah. Or, or the... Uh, the um, the people who work within the school board who aren't teachers, all of the uh, the maintenance people and the uh, teacher's assistants and so on and so on. But, yeah, we're, uh, we seem to be fully into almost strike season once again. And and with COVID, when it started, it just seemed to me like there was just constant threats of it, – it just seems like it hasn't stopped. Right. Or it got ramped up since COVID. Or the complaining from the teacher's union seems to have really gained speed. I think it's the complaining. And it's, and, and the problem with the complaining is that it falls for so many on deaf ears now. Well, and not even deaf ears. It, it it just falls with zero sympathy for, uh, you know, a job that you've chosen. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and, and you knew going in and, and for many, you've done it for so long. That you know, this is this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's the process of collective bargaining, and they're entitled to it. Yeah. And so this is what they they go about. It's it's you know, in many jobs, we would love to go and tell our employer, um, you know, pay me or I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, improve my working conditions or I'm out. But you know, not all have that collective uh, process nope. that's ongoing. Um, you know, we see it in the auto industry. We saw, see it in, in teachers. It's just, you know, as from the parents' perspective, it's because it always happens at this time, and it makes sense, mm. right? This is the time when parents are looking for their kids to go back to school, uh, and and this is the time when, as school is starting, where you can make the most impact by making those decisions to strike. Yeah, I, you know, sure, t- parents are directly uh, affected when when this goes down, but it's uh, it's a taxpayer problem. I don't have kids in the school system anymore. Right. Uh but when we're all paying so much more for everything and you look at the uh the uh, salary and the uh, benefits that they already reap, yes, they can they can bargain till their their heads spin. But if they want public opinion to sway their way, they've lost that train a long time ago. Mm. I, I don't hear I hear I hear family members and friends of teachers will say, Yeah, they deserve this, that, or the other. But the general Joe just does not care and has zero sympathy for them. So there's that. And look, uh, if I have any sympathy for teachers and that whole institution, it's that their job has become a lot tougher because of the way we raise our children now. Yes. I I have a lot of sympathy for them dealing with kids every day because parents are horrible. Parents, I think as 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 much as we've evolved, I think that parents, and this isn't everybody, it's not all parents, but I think we've really 
lost our track when it comes to being a parent. I, I think somewhere along the way we decided that it was far more important to be our kid's best friend and supporter than it was just to be their parent. Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, I agree with you that certainly the, uh, the the role of teacher has gotten tougher because of of parents and their ability to discipline kids, mm-hmm. um, both the parent and the teacher, right? Where you know there's a there's a new parent attitude where Johnny's never wrong, mm-hmm. and, and that never happened. <laughs> It's certainly for me. When I was a kid, Johnny was always wrong. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I'll go to parent-teacher meetings and I'll say to the teacher, like, yeah, I'm fully on board with you. And mm-hmm. if they're, you, you let me know if things aren't going right mm-hmm. because Good. I'll take care of it on my end. Good. Um, but not everyone's saying that. And, and quite often it's always the teacher or the, the system's fault mm-hmm. for what's going on. Um, you know, there, there are so many other factors that, that come into play. What we've also said is, and, and I agree with you completely on this. Check the, check the date and time. Yeah, right. That's true. Um, but teachers also really need to own that they've got a good gig. Yeah. Right? They, they, they never, ever do teachers want to admit never that they like their gig. Right. Uh, and, you know, they, you'll hear things like, Oh, it's not the whole summer off. It's only eight weeks. Right. <laughs> Jesus. I know. Yeah, plus the two weeks at Christmas, the week Easter. at March break, you know, all the extra days that go in between, whether they're professional activity, professional development or not. Yeah. Screw it. In the end, you've got about 11 weeks off a year. Own it. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I went to school for. We don't begrudge you. This is, why, this is what you did. You chose to do that. Yeah. I, you know, I don't begrudge it because I don't want to do it. Yeah. But I'm jealous of it. Sure. Uh, sure. Why not? I'm jealous of, of, of teachers who in, in June who are like, I'm going to the cottage for three months. Yeah. I'm jealous of that. Not all of them do. Some of them do summer school and say, that's ah, the same curriculum I just taught and they're paying me a thousand bucks a day or yeah. something for it. Good for you. And they're doing summer school online right. now. As much as I complain about Home Depot lineups being all firefighters. <laughs> I don't want to do that job either. And you know what's great about firefighters? I, I've i known a few in my life, and they were, I think there was a, a decade or more ago, where they were really into heavy disputes for back pay, and, and they wanted the increases in their salary. And a couple of the firefighters that I knew, this is when my youngest played hockey, so we would just berate them constantly, like, who's going to go get all the chicken at Sobeys for the barbecue at the fire hall? If you yeah. Guys? Yeah. <laughs> And they would laugh, and they would agree how great they had it. Yeah. Working one day a month or a week or whatever the hell it was, they they openly admitted, yeah, of course we'd like a raise, but we've got it really good. Yeah. You never hear a teacher say that ever. <laughs> ever. I, I heard one. I heard one this summer. Oh, yeah? He was retired, but then they used to pay him to go back in when he wanted to. <laughs> He's like, it's great. I got my pension. I'm making 200 bucks a day to go in and <laughs> throw a ball at kids in dodgeball. He's like, this is perfect. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Admit yeah. it. You got a good gig. Yeah. I know that doesn't, it's not a good time to admit that right now because there's negotiations ongoing. Sure. You got to make it sound like it's death every time you're in there. <laughs> but you got a good gig. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. And we are jealous. For yeah. sure. I mean, and, and, and I'm, I'm happy to admit that. <clears throat> yeah. 
The only other thing I guess <clears throat> I know about teachers uh, and, and the bad side of it is um, the the, tr- the troubles they they have with uh, students and, and violence and and uh, oh yeah again because there are levels of stuff that go on in school now that never occurred when I was there. And I can appreciate that, right. but yeah, well, because because again, that comes back on parents. Yep. Because you know, some parents have told their kid, "You don't ever let anyone tell you yeah. you're not good enough, or you know, you can't do something." And then that kid is a, an absolute disaster. I, I, I told to you other this, people around them. I, I told you this, uh, this this story. Junior high, Mr. Cummings. We were all lined up in the hallway, and I wouldn't shut up. And he was telling everybody to be quiet, and I kept going on and being the the jerk. And he picked me up and threw me against a locker to shut me up. Yeah. Do that today. Yeah. Do that today. Uh, yeah, and no, I went I home and I told my parents. I said, "Mr. Cummings threw me against the locker." And my dad said, "You probably deserved it." Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. 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 The, the lack of respect <clears throat> is certainly there. But and but we just and and I know now as a, par- as a parent, if my kid came home and said, "Mr. So and So threw me against the locker," I'd ask some questions. Right. I don't think either you nor I, as much as we want to say we're that parent who pose the line. Yeah. I, I think I think between you and Adrian, there would be some real concerns as to why your kid got thrown against the locker right. these days. Yeah. Yeah. But doesn't matter. I don't know why we're still talking because the <laughs> teachers are halfway through their email to our boss anyway. <laughs> no, they're asleep. <laughs> it's still summer holidays. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 949 The Rock.